What's up, Matt? <laughs> hey, <laughs> how's it going, this? everybody? We're just rolling right into it. Rolling no right intro, into it. No, nothing. I, you know, why that. be so formal, Matt? Right? Absolutely. I just totally jump agree. right in. It's it's the jams. It's a record store. We're crate digging. We're sharing records. Let's just yeah. get into it. Matt, it looks like you're very well credentialed over there with maybe a press necklace around your neck. Where are you talking to us from, man? I'm talking from the Italian capital, uh, Rome. There's a Rome Film Fest happening, and it's been pretty crazy around here due to, well, the situation that we all know about. But uh, the festival is coming to an end. I can't wait <laughs> to be going back to a more stable <laughs> situation. Uh, but for now, yeah, it's uh, that's where I am. And uh, But Rome is still beautiful. The sun is shining. I just wish the atmosphere was happier than it is. Very cool. Any good movies? I always have to ask. You're a resident movie expert. Well, I haven't seen too too much that's uh, that's super great, but uh, I can tell you that the opening film of the festival is a Pic Disney Pixar film that you might have heard of. It's called Soul. Yeah, and I haven't seen it, but apparently it's very jazz themed. So yeah, uh, that's the one with Jamie Foxx is in it. Apparently, right? He's playing a, a substitute teacher or a teacher that wants to be a jazz artist. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, Tina Fey. I think is in it. Yeah, uh, the music seems great. Okay, we'll be on the lookout for that one because I definitely want to see that. I'm a Disney definitely. Pixar nut, and uh, it kind of marries two of my interests. Speaking of marrying two interests here, you know our upcoming winter issue. We're working on it right now, like right now. It's all about jazz and film. It's a jazz goes to the movies issue. It's coming out in December. So we talk about like famous jazz film scores. We talk to jazz artists like Bill Frizzell about their favorite movies and jazz documentaries. Um, Seth MacFarlane, you know Seth MacFarlane of Family Guy fame, of American Dad fame, of Ted fame, of uh, the, what is it, A Bunch of Ways to Die in the West. Or He put out a new jazz album. We spoke with him uh about kind of this, these overlapping worlds of jazz and film he's also a huge frank sinatra nut and you know frank obviously played both sides of the microphone you know on film lots and recording studios so uh it's a really cool issue it's coming out in december you could subscribe become a subscriber now you'll have unlimited access to our site and then we'll enroll you to receive the uh, print issue come december when we'll send it out to all subscribers so check that out on jazzes.com anyway matt you know the theme of today's show. It's basically just old school crate digging, record store sharing. We're just going to be talking about what you know we're into right now, what we've been spinning this week, what we're spinning today. It's the day of the week that labels release new albums. And we invite you to do the same. You know, if you're out there and you've been listening to something that you want us and our fellow, you know, viewers to know about, uh, let us know in the comments. We'll bring it up on air. We'll chat about it if we've heard it. And uh, we'll definitely be taking notes because we love to hear new music. Uh, we already got some fans saying hello, Lavinia. Hello to you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, and Joyce has a question. Are things really back opened up in Italy or partial opening? Good question, Joyce. What is the status, Matt? Oh, it's 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 it varies from region to region, so that doesn't help. But uh, things are pretty much uh, still open, and uh, you know we'll see we'll see what happens. There is a curfew from midnight to I think five a.m. in the morning, which isn't bad. But of course, people have to wear masks, and uh, there's checks. Temperatures are checked in lots of different places. So, like I said, it varies from region to region. 
I I'm pretty sure there could be more changes coming in the next few days. I'll just I'm I'm uh, I you know I never know about them until they happen, like most people. <laughs> right. Well, hey, we're right here with you, man. All right, Matt. Uh, you want to jump in? What What is the first album on your list of uh, stuff you've been listening to this week? All right. I'm loving this new series that we're doing, Brian, because it gives me a chance to just, you know, talk about albums that maybe have been overlooked or even forgotten. Or uh, and, and, you know, because I'm at the Rome Film Fest, I decided that I would start off by just talking about a movie soundtrack that I've been a fan of for the longest time. The album I picked is the soundtrack to Michelangelo Antonioni's 1961 film, La Notte. And of course, Michelangelo Antonioni is one of the foremost Italian filmmakers and me being in the Italian capital, I just couldn't help myself. So it's an international art house hit starring Marcello Mastroianni, Jean Moreau, Monica Vitti that revolves around the seductive play of an upper middle class party, uh, I would say. And the music reflects that seductive play with its bluesy cool performed with a quartet that to me reflects sort of the glamorous image that we all have of Italy from those times that would, of course, really come out uh, with Fellini's La Dolce Vita. Uh, so I think the main theme of the soundtrack remains one of the most memorable uh, bits of music from the era. Uh, even people who don't know where it's from kind of will probably know it just from hearing it. It's one of those uh, tunes. And um, and there's also, you know, uh, some really cool, intriguing fusion going on with uh, such genres that were popular at the time, including the mambo, and uh, also hints here and there to Gaslini's third stream interests. Although it must be said that Gaslini himself never really fully embraced third stream. He mostly em would embark on a more personal, sophisticated and even symphonic style of, uh, of jazz that is actually uh, what defines the work that best represents him. So really cool stuff and a cool soundtrack, somewhat forgotten. And I just, uh, I, I had to mention it. Very cool, man. I am not super familiar, but definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm going to pull mine up in a second here if I could figure out the technology to do so. But, you know, uh, I kind of stuck with uh, albums that were coming out today. It's October 23rd. It's Friday. It's release day. So these are kind of new albums that, you know, I get advanced copies. So I've been listening to them all week, but I definitely recommend them. They're out there. They're available for streaming now. Um, so that's kind of the tack I took. But uh, so the first album on my list, whoops, see, I already, I already screwed it up. Here we go. <laughs> Let's try take two, as they say. Boom. Uh, here we go. Nope. It's not. Uh... <laughs> Not working. Hold on here. Folks. It's just We're too good an album, there. Lenate. It's too good an album. It's uh, avoiding. Well, I'll it keeps start talking to come about back it. up. <laughs> it meanwhile, meanwhile if you guys have any suggestions for albums, uh, put them in the comments below. I always look forward to, to hearing about other people's albums. Totally. Here's mine. Ready? It is. Joel Ross, ah. there it is, vibraphonist Joel Ross. He has a new album out on Blue Note Records uh, called Who Are You? So we talked about Joel Ross a lot on this uh, live stream on this podcast. He is an up-and-coming uh, vibraphonist who's really more than up and coming. He's establishing himself as one of the preeminent voices on vibraphone. Um, 
of our current time. Uh, this is his sophomore album, and it features a stellar group. Um, it's his Good Vibes Ensemble with Emmanuel Wilkins on saxophone, Jeremy, Jeremy Corrin on piano, Kanoa Mendenhall on bass, Jeremy Dutton on drums, and there's a special guest here, and that would be Brandy Younger on harp. I know you love uh, jazz harp, Matt, so if you haven't checked yeah. this album out already, I highly suggest you do, although... I'm, I'm certain you have. Um, but yeah, this is, as a sophomore album, you know, I feel like Joel Ross just dug a little deeper, you know, into every aspect of this genre on this album. He's such a great fusionist. And by fusionist, I don't mean, you know, jazz fusion like the genre. I mean, he's a guy who really knows his jazz tradition, but who is looking for new novel ways to kind of pull it forward into today's time. So it doesn't sound like bebop means hip meets hip hop necessarily. It sounds like bebop or swing as it should sound in 2020, you know? Uh, and he's really good at that. And like I was saying, he digs deeper. He seems to be digging deeper into each aspect of the music. So like he was, you know, it's like, you want a ballad? I'm going to give you a ballad. It's going to be it's going to be heavy. It's going to be slow. It's going to be powerful. You know, you want a Latin vibe. We're really going there. You want to swing. We're going to really swing. He like dials up, I guess, uh, in the EQ, all of these aspects of jazz. And it makes for a really, really great listen. Um, this should, this is someone who should be on your radar. No doubt. Um, you know, young kids still in his twenties, but like I say, really rising to be one of the best voices on his instrument. So that's my first pick, Joel Ross, who are you on blue note came out today. Uh, we've got some recommendations here, Matt. Mm. Lavinia says, I've been listening to Alex Munoz going home and Kenny Barron, Dave Holland trio without deception. Yeah, a really, Great really album. good album. Um, good listen. So thanks, Lavinia. Appreciate that. Um, we shall go to your second album, Matt. What, you been, what else have you been listening to? Okay, so here's one from 1984, and it's by the British duo Everything But the Girl. Uh, and this is their debut album. It's called Eden. Really showcases, I think, some of the best classy pop combined with plenty of uh, lounge jazz and bossa nova, which really, you know, this is sort of the, the uh, part of a formula that also defines a style called sophisti pop. Um, which emerged around the same time. So somehow they found their niche and became quite successful within the English pop scene, uh, driven by the success of the single from the album uh, Each and Every One. And elsewhere on this record, they deliver a poignant blues that sort of evokes that late night atmosphere of Chet Baker uh, in his golden days. It's called Tender Blue. But there's plenty of great tracks, including added bonus for the cool jazz of the instrumental track Crab Walk. So simply put, I feel like Eden may be one of the most criminally underrated uh, albums of the period. And I definitely think it's time to rediscover it. Cool. I like it. I, it's been a while since I've given this album a listen. So perhaps this is the weekend to... Uh... To finally bust it out again, I am again going to attempt to move on to my second album. Um, and, you know, you mentioned kind of new admixtures of music or new terms of it for admixtures of music. And so uh, that's a perfect segue to my second album, which is by a vocalist, uh, Luba Mason. Oh, yeah. she yeah, she is uh, a, a Broadway and off Broadway actress uh, and a longtime jazz singer. Her husband is actually uh, Ruben Blades. Uh, but this is her new album, Triangle. 
And yeah, she has kind of coined a term for the music she makes call, and she calls it mixtura. Uh, mixtura, mixtura, anyway. And it's really a, a fusion of her uh, musical sensibilities, you know, from jazz to pop, Broadway tunes. Um, and yeah, this is just, she's got that classically trained voice. So it's just a beautiful Broadway voice, super clean, um, super evocative. She has a great way with interpreting lyrics. And this is a really nice album of mostly covers. So, and songs I love, uh, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, Paul Simon is on there. Uh, you know, Waters of March is on there. Ticket to Ride is on there. Um, she's got a great vocalese version of In Walked Bud. Um, you know, that Thelonious Monk tune. Um, so a little bit of everything. It's a nice potpourri. Uh, and her originals are pretty cool too. She's got a song on there called Bach, Stevie Wonder, and Janelle Monet with the <laughs> lyrics. Uh, if you see me smiling, it's because of Bach, Stevie Wonder, or Janelle Monet, which I mean, I I'm right there with you, Luba. Um, yeah. that, that gets me smiling too. So a really powerful performer. Um, again, she's able to draw up that emotion, you know, probably because of that Broadway background. Um, but also, you know, very clean jazz technique, uh, some swinging vocalese. This is a really good album. Luba's actually going to be on the show. Um, next Friday to do a little singing for us as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's number two for me. And that album, again, came out today as well. October 23rd, it's available for streaming, purchase, all that good stuff. Yeah. What's next for you, Matt? All right, so what's next for me? Uh, I was kind of distracted by that album because uh, I, I've, heard, I, I've heard a little bit of it and it sounds amazing, so great pick. Uh, my choice actually is one that, again, we're going back in time a little bit. Uh, this year marks the 55th anniversary of uh, what is considered uh, by many to be one of the uh, landmark albums of European jazz. It's the album, in fact, that established a new distinctly European jazz aesthetic. Uh, I'm talking about Astigmatic um, by the great pianist composer Krzysztof Komeda, uh, Polish uh, pianist composer, who died at only 37 uh, years old, but managed to leave an amazing legacy behind introducing sophisticated symphonic influences that really encouraged a new way of listening to jazz. And anyways, the album is performed within a quintet setting and features three extended tracks. And the word that really comes to mind when I listen to it is expressionism. So also in reference to the art movement, expressionism, very, very influential. And just to return briefly to the motif of jazz and film with which I sort of uh, uh, began the, the broadcast, as I like to say, uh, Komeda is also praised for his work as a film composer and for his creative partnership with such filmmakers as Andrei Vaida, uh, Roman Polanski, and um, Ingmar Bergman. And for sure, I find that, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first one to point this out, but I definitely find that there is a cinematic poetry to his albums as well, including uh, uh, Astigmatic. Yeah, there was a great compilation of Christoph Komeda stuff that came out, I want to say four or five years ago, maybe a little bit longer, um, uh, called, I think it was uh, Jazz on Film or Jazz on Film from Poland. And uh, yeah, has always been one of my favorite jazz composers for film. And uh, he'll definitely appear in our, again, our Jazz Goes to the Movies issue coming out in December. Um, so cool. Thanks for that one, Matt. Uh, we're going to move on to my third album of, again, stuff that I've been digging this week. Another one that just came out today, just dropped today. And for this one, I'm going funky, Matt. I'm going really funky. Uh, yeah. 
Go ahead and pull that up, Jeff. It's Bootsy, baby. Bootsy Collins. This oh, is his yeah. <laughs> latest album, The Power of One from Bootsy Collins. You know, bassist from Parliament Funkadel, just absolute funk cosmonaut, you know, guru. Bootsy's the man. Uh, and this album is super cool. Um, a ton of special guests on this album from Christian McBride to Snoop Dogg to Brantford Marsalis to Victor Wooten. Um, and it's everything you'd expect from Bootsy laying it down, laying it absolute down. I mean, you listen to this album full warning here. I mean, just funk face, stank face for days. I mean, this is, it's incredible. You know, I've been watching lately in popular music and even in jazz to a certain extent, this kind of neo-funk music. You think of people like Mark Ronson, um, you know, and just a lot of pop stars really dialing up the funk in their in their music. And, and ditto for jazz, really kind of bringing that R&B soul, you know, approach into their jazz. It's so great with this album to really dive right back to the source. I mean, this is Bootsy Collins. You know, this is yeah. an originator of funk, of the funk genre, of funk bass, of funk singing. Um, and so to go back to it, to hear it from the source, the, the source flame, oh, it's just such an amazing experience. And it's as, you know, weird and wonky, as wild and you, as you might expect from a Bootsy Collins album. But the grooves are deep. You know, the grooves are just undeniably deep. And uh, yeah, so this is my latest Power of One. Uh, we we put out a, a premiere on our site uh, of the title track, which features George Benson, um, just absolutely laying it down on guitar. So yeah, this is a really cool album. Bootsy Collins, The Power of One. That's what I will be bumping this weekend for sure. Yeah, that um, sounds like a fun. <laughs> we're going to wrap here on some somber news. You know, I don't know if um, people listening, if, if you heard over the past few days, it was revealed in an article in the New York Times uh, that Keith Jarrett um, suffered a series of strokes back in 2018 that will likely mean that he, you know, we don't know for sure, but he, he might not be able to play his piano, you know, ever again. Um and this was, again, a bit of serious news re reported on by uh, Nate Chenin of the New York Times. Um, and, you know, for Keith Jarrett fans, it's heartbreaking. And for Keith Jarrett, that's heartbreaking. It it's devastating. Um, we, of course, have so much music that he left behind to enjoy. Um, but uh, and, and he's got stuff even on ECM that is yet to be released. Um, but, you know, for a man who makes his living, who makes his art, who's been, in, you know, just enlivening the world through these solo piano sessions. Um, that's devastating news to hear that he might not ever be able to play again. So we've decided also, Matt and I, to suggest some uh, Keith Jarrett albums that we have been listening to and will continue to listen to uh, this weekend. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, Matt, I'm sure you heard and I'm sure you yeah, it's uh, it's everyone else. It's incredibly sad, but uh, hopefully uh, Keith Jarrett will find new ways to be creative. And I'm sure that the world still still needs Keith Jarrett to kind of do his thing, maybe share his knowledge with the younger generation of musicians who will for sure continue to listen to his records uh, because they are uh, amazing. They're Essential. some of the most amazing yeah. music out there that you can yep. listen to. So I go ahead and uh, you kind of pulled up a series of albums here. Yeah. Uh, 
So, yeah, all right. So I guess, you know, we know Keith Jarrett is an amazing solo pianist, but uh, throughout his career, he's, of course, played with within notable groups. And I think the most acclaimed and beloved of these uh, remains, I believe, the one that he formed with uh, Gary Peacock and uh, Jacques DeJohnet, which became affectionately known as the Standards Trio after uh, their two long New York sessions that birthed Three records, the ones that you're seeing there on your screen. Uh, so it's, you've got uh, Standards, Volume 1, Volume 2, and Changes, which was an extra album. And uh, this latter album actually features uh, three extended compositions, all of which were composed by Jarrett himself. So the three musicians formed an amazing unit. And they really set out uh, a new standard of performing known jazz repertoire and expanding upon it, uh, providing definitive interpretations, I feel, for many of the songs that have been performed by many musicians, uh, including All the Things You Are. I personally love God Bless the Child, which I believe is in volume one. I, I also think it ranks as one of Jared's hardest swingers for sure. And, uh, and anyways, together the musicians recorded and released more studio and live albums than these three, of course. But I can't think of a better way than immersing yourself in the music of these um in the music of these three musicians, then by beginning with these three albums, especially if you're not totally familiar. In fact, they were all three released in a box set titled uh, Setting Standards, uh, New York Sessions by ECM. And of course, the albums themselves were, I think, released in uh, the mid 80s. I'm not sure whether from 83 or 84, in and around those years, uh, each one released uh, in, a, in a year. So 83, 84 and 85. Something like that. I may be getting the years wrong. I apologize for that. I didn't note it down specifically, but for sure, I can tell you amazing, amazing music. Yeah, it's rare to hear a trio of such, you know, cohesion um, as these three players, you know, and uh, it could seem at times like mind reading, and that's just a joy to hear. Um, you know, I decided to stick with the solo stuff and, you know, certainly some of the most popular stuff. So, if you are, let's say you are completely new to Keith Jarrett, you know, of course, the obvious place to start is the Colton concert. Um, this is probably the greatest solo piano album of all time. Um, one of the most popular jazz albums of all time, um, you know, up there with Kind of Blue and, you know, Headhunters. I mean, really one of the most popular albums of all time. And again, if you were completely new to Keith Jarrett, this is the place to start. It is a two-part, uh, completely improvised piano concert. Uh, the first part is about 20 minutes, and then the second part is broken down into, into three parts um, of Keith Jarrett doing what he does best, which is creating castles out of thin air via improvised melodic fragments. Um, you know... A lot of people have a concept of improvised piano music as kind of avant-garde and weird smashing your fists all over the piano and doodling all over the keyboard. This is absolutely not that. This is watching a master composer compose melodies in real time, again, out of the blue, that sound like they had been written centuries before. Keith's ear for melody is one of the greatest things in all of jazz. So what you'll hear again, as he improvises out of thin air are soulful, almost gospel like melodies, um, you know, folk like melodies, 
great American songbook standard type melodies that again feel like they had been written in permanent ink, you know, years before, but were springing uh, from Keith Jarrett's brain. This is a beautiful album. Uh, again, one of the most famous jazz albums of all time, you know, and I'll certainly be including it in my rotation as I listen to Keith Jarrett this weekend. But another one I selected, my personal favorite for my money, one of my personal favorite um, Keith Jarrett records is uh, The Melody at Night with You. So this was an album that he recorded uh, during a pretty severe bout with chronic fatigue syndrome. Keith Jarrett experienced severe chronic fatigue syndrome, and uh, which just basically left him unable to play. Uh, you know, I mean, just almost unable to get out of bed every morning. And uh, what he used to do was really will himself uh, to the piano, and he would record on his own recorder these versions of songbook standards of you know american standards and um it's some of the most poignant most beautiful music out there um he has covers of really two of the most beautiful songs ever written someone to watch over me and and shenandoah and there's almost this vulnerability this pain but this dedication that comes through as he's interpreting these standards just beautiful music i actually recently got in the mail a book of transcriptions uh, for the melody at night with you and looking through the sheet music it seems almost impossible what mm. keith jarrett is able to play um you know just if you look at it, if you look at the black and white it doesn't seem possible but of course keith jarrett had that x factor uh you know that that just made him one of the best you know and, and he and let's face it i mean he still is he, he is you know and again, it's undetermined whether he'll be able to make music in or not. Um, but like I said, ECM, the label he has you know, been producing under for decades, um, has plenty more in store. And again, we are, we are wishing Keith the absolute best. And uh, again, just kind of somber news to hear this weekend. Um, yes. Absolutely. I also love that album. It's, uh, it's an amazing album. It's uh, one of the most beautiful, intimate albums I've ever heard. And I remember listening to it a lot for a period of time when I was feeling a, a, during the quarantine when things were really bad and we didn't know what was happening. That was definitely on my on my playlist. So amazing music again. That's right. And again, good vibes, you know, thoughts and prayers to you, Keith. And uh, yeah, like I say, again, um, well, that'll do it for our crate digging for this week, Matt. All right. Um, thanks fun. again for joining me. It has been fun. And again, a lot of great music released this week. You can see all of it on our website, jazzes.com. I mean, new releases, reviews. Uh, we got the Carlos Santana special issue going on right now. Talked about to Carlos and uh, his wife, Cindy Blackman Santana, about their love for jazz. Miles Davis and John Coltrane in particular. And uh, yeah, that's all going on on our site, jazzes.com. And again, if you want to take jazz to the movies, our December issue. That's going to be the time to do it. Uh, sign up for a subscription now at jazzes.com. And, uh, oh, there's our Carlos Santana issue. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, yeah, again, power couple. Carlos Santana and Cindy Blackman Santana, they put out a new album together. It's called Give the Drummer Some. You can read all about it in this special issue. Uh, while you're there, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube. Click that subscribe, that notification button, so that you know when we're going live. Uh, and yeah, thanks for joining us for this jam session. We uh, yeah. certainly appreciate it, everyone. Definitely. All right, Matt. That'll do it for us, man. Have a great weekend, and uh, yeah, enjoy your listening. Thank you very much, guys. Bye bye.
Go along, everybody.